Hello, warrior friends. I hope you are having a wonderful week so far. I'm here today with a good one. Many of us know that God is three in one, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Well, today we are going to discuss how we were made as a mirror of this Trinity, mind, body, and spirit. You may need a notebook and pen for this one or a Hey Siri, make a new note if you're driving, but pray for God to open your mind and your heart and let's jump in. Hey sister, welcome to She is a Warrior. Have you received a cancer diagnosis? Are you wanting to surrender your life to God rather than being controlled by this disease? Do you search for how to trust God and nutrition during chemo? Do you wake up full of hope only to end up confused and lacking in faith again? Hey, I'm your host, Rachel Williams. Through my cancer journey, I've had moments of questioning God and feeling sorry for myself. I wanted to be able to trust in His plan and release fear and anxiety. I wanted to change the condition of my body that resulted in my diagnosis, but I had no idea where to start until I discovered a faith-led, integrative approach. In this podcast, we will discuss biblical ways in which to support our minds, our body, and our soul because God beautifully designed them to all work together. We're going to take control of the things that are in our power and then confidently surrender the rest. Let's work together, friend, to devise a battle plan so that we can walk with God through this storm. So come fight with me. Grab your Bible, some pretty pens and highlighters, and let's do this. Three is a pretty magical number in the Bible. You see, God Himself is the Holy Trinity. He is God, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It tells us in the book of Genesis that God says, let us make man in our image according to our likeness and let them rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on this earth. Notice here that he did not say, let me create man in my image. He is here referring to the previously mentioned Trinity. So it's not hard to believe that we too were created as three. We are mind, we are the physical body, and we are the spirit. God designed us to work as three in one, just as He exists and is alive in us as three in one. He is the I am, the creator of it all, is God. He came to earth as a perfect man in human flesh to be crucified on a cross to pay for my sins In human form is Jesus the Son, and He lives in the hearts of all of us who receive Him as the Holy Spirit. So as we move to learning about how one cannot exist, one cannot thrive, and one cannot be made healthy without the other two, we first need to really have a grasp on the difference between our body, our mind, and our spirit. So I'm a very visual person. I have to see it get my hands on it to really understand. So when I heard the analogy before using an egg for a visual, it really resonated with me. Um, When trying to wrap our minds around the differentiation between our body, our mind, and our spirit, I want you to think about holding an egg in your hand. 
Okay, now I'm obsessed with fresh farm backyard chicken eggs. Like I have a precious friend that I've been buying them from recently, and I wish you could see the diversity and the colors of these eggs. They are beautiful. My goal is to have my own chickens one day, but for the purpose of my demonstration today, imagine you're holding one of those beautiful light blue eggs. Okay, so the shell that you can feel with your hand is our physical body. This shell or our body allows us to experience our five senses, touch, taste, hear, see, and smell. You remember those learning about them in school. Okay, so this part of us is born and it dies. Our body has an expiration date. So the yolk, as you picture it, is our mind. This encompasses our thoughts and our emotions, and we can control the yolk. There are ways that we can redeem our mind, and we have the power to shift the trajectory of our thoughts. The white of the egg, which surrounds the mind, and which is basically holding our mind, keeping it stable and secure, is our spirit. This is our character, our personality, and this is the part that gives us the ability to communicate with God. Now let's really unpack each of these pieces as they relate to the Bible and our walk with Jesus. So our spirit is always pointed toward and exists exclusively for God. When we speak about true joy and finding peace in God's presence, these things can only be experienced through the spirit. The Spirit is what separates unbelievers from believers, in a way. A Spirit is given life when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Our Spirit is what responds when we invite Jesus Christ in. But then, He resides in us via the Holy Spirit, which, according to Scripture, is the breath and the life of God. Okay, furthermore, it is by our spirits that we have conversations with God. We pray and talk to the Lord in spirit. Paul writes in his letter to the Romans that the Holy Spirit testifies to our spirit. We are children of God. Romans 8.16 says the spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Now, it's important to note here that this, our spirit, is the main want of the enemy. He can work through our minds, but his ultimate goal is to gain our spirit because it is what exists for God. And just as our spirit comes alive when we accept Jesus into our hearts, our spirits can also die. For example, when Adam sinned, his spirit died and was separated by God. But God didn't just leave it there. As always, He always has a plan for us. God had a plan to redeem not only Adam, but all of mankind through His one and only Son, Jesus. So through this plan, the only way that our spirits can be reconciled and reconnected to God is through His Son, through Jesus, through accepting Him as our Lord and Savior. This is why we read scripture telling us that we can do all the good in the world. We can gain all the stuff in this world. We can be good people. We can volunteer at all the animal shelters and soup kitchens and kiss all the babies. But if we don't accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we lose eternal life. Period. Our pretty little eggshells, our physical bodies are only temporary, but our spirits, our spirits were meant for eternity with God. Now, although I feel as if all three parts are equally important because they are all integrated, I feel like the spirit is the most difficult to understand, especially if you're a more concrete person. Um, it's a little more difficult to put your hands on. So 
we were getting the hardest out of the way first. So let's move on to our minds. As mentioned earlier, our spirits are always pointed towards God and they exist exclusively for God, but our minds can be a little tricky. This is where our emotions live. Our minds can be self-centered and can be swayed by our emotions. We allow lies to penetrate our minds and that in turn affects our mental health. We are born with a sin nature that is self-centered. If you don't believe me, come hang out with my two-year-old and count how many times he says, mine. We didn't teach him to have a desire to be selfish. We are born with it. We have to have tangible and actionable tools in which to teach us to be selfless and giving and compassionate. In addition, we have to learn ways to protect our minds and battle the enemy and his lies that he feeds to us every day. Romans 12, 2 says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve that God's will is His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Although Satan can sway our minds, it is ultimately me or you that controls our minds, and it can make us or break us, sisters. Our mind is also where free will lives. God is all-powerful and just, and He could control our minds if He wanted to. He could have made us little robots living our lives in accordance to His will and praising and worshiping Him all the days in happy harmony. But that's not His desire for us. That is not an authentic relationship built on trust and on love, and that's what He wants from us. So He granted us the gift of free will, and it's up to us to fill our minds with truth and make the conscious decision every day to love and serve Him. I have four scientifically proven brain tools that I will go into depth in at a later episode. Um, They are tools that are so important to use because we know that our thoughts lead to actions, and our actions lead to our character. Now let's talk about the third tier, our bodies. This is that eggshell that we mentioned earlier. Now, although this is the part of us that will die away someday, that does not make its well-being any less important. I've mentioned in previous episodes that God designed our bodies beautifully. They are designed to heal themselves and work for us if we treat them well. There are so many verses in the Bible where God teaches us the importance of being intentional in the health of our physical bodies, even though they are temporary. 1 Corinthians 6, 19-20 says, Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought with a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. Psalm 139.14 says, For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do good things He planned for us long ago. Now, you know my passion for this area. I believe that we need to get back to the way that God intended us to eat food. I will also be discussing in later episodes how we can use food as medicine, eating it just as closely to the way that God created as possible. Not only that, it is important for our physical and mental health that we get outside, move our bodies, enjoy the healing properties of the sun, don't remain stagnant. Just as stagnant water becomes gross and not well, 
well, so will we become sick and unwell if we remain stagnant. So now that we have talked about each part as an individual, I want you to understand the significance of the integration of our mind, body, and spirit. Just as every system in our body is connected and works together for us, mirroring the Holy Trinity, so does our mind, body, and spirit as each part influences the other. From whether we turn to God or turn to that craving when we are stressed, or whether we try to weigh the pros and cons about a big decision, and whether or not we seek the Lord for an answer. But this is only the mind and spirit. But think about what may happen when we internalize our stress, okay? When we just let the thing that is bothering us bottle up and fester, it creates a rapid heart rate loss of sleep, and we sometimes turn to things such as alcohol or drugs to ease the feelings of anxiety instead of running to God. But these things happen over time. I'll give you a more tangible and instant example based on experience. So often in school, we like to reward our students for good behavior. Okay, which I'm a I'm pro reward. I think it's the best form of behavior management. But sometimes these rewards involve lots of kids in an enclosed space that is super loud and chaotic. And I do not like being in tight spaces with a lot of people at all. But in these instances, when my body is in close contact with people and it's loud and hot, I immediately begin to feel my heart rate speed up. I begin to sweat and I begin to feel like I can't breathe properly. My, ba- my brain starts to tell me that I need to get out. Simultaneously, my spirit begins to speak to God, asking him to quiet these raging feelings and bring me peace. So upon this experience, my physical body shows signs of distress, my brain reacts telling me to get out, and my spirit seeks the assistance of God to relieve the reaction. Integration of three. Another example, a cancer diagnosis. With a cancer diagnosis, your body is obviously affected. The cells in your body are not functioning properly, and your earthly body is not well. You begin to have thoughts that involve despair. You may feel sorry for yourself. You may feel anger and have thoughts that your body is letting you down. But even deeper, you may question God and His goodness by not understanding how this fits into His wonderful plan for your life. Integration of three, it's all connected. But Jesus understands. He was a man on this earth and He experienced all that we experience in our soul and flesh. The book of Hebrews says that Jesus became our great high priest. To glorify God looks like placing physical trust in His plan to bring redemption to our brokenness. It means remembering His promises to bring wholeness and a life of abundance. It means remembering we were bought at a price and our lives are no longer our own. It means acknowledging our weakness and our limitations while seeking His will and His strength and His wisdom that He freely gives. It's right there for the taking. All we have to do is open our hearts to receive it. This is at the heart of being a child of God. This is what it means to be a kingdom warrior, to battle with grace. It doesn't mean to run ourselves ragged trying to do all the things and be all the things, just to end up exhausted and empty. He is all we'll ever need, and His power is perfected and complete when we allow Him to work through our mind, through our body, and through our spirit. Be intentional today, friend. Do you feel like you are neglecting one, 
neglecting two. Or maybe you feel like you're in a season where you're neglecting all three parts of your Trinity that is mirrored by the one who created you. I challenge you today. Do one thing to feed and love on each part that we talked about today. Make it something simple. Go for a walk to rejuvenate your body. While you're walking, take some time to notice and make a mental note of the beauty that is around you. Notice the cotton candy peak sunset, the sound of the crickets, your children laughing, and then thank him for that. Acknowledge that he is the giver of life and the creator of all things good. Thank him for that. It's as simple as that. Dear Lord, we come to you today with humble hearts. We know that if we rely on our earthly bodies and the things of this world, that we will not make it. It's only when we prune and feed and love on all aspects that make us whole that we will gain eternity. It is only through inviting you into our hearts, into our spirits, that we are to begin to be made whole, complete, and lacking nothing. We are grateful today that we are made in your image, and we trust in your perfect plan for us. Revive our bodies, feed truth to our minds, and breathe new life in our spirits today, Lord. It is in your name that we pray. Amen. I hope that you'll come back next week as we begin to really unpack each of these points from today and dig into what it really looks like to nurture each part of God's created trinity. As always, keep up the good fight, sister. See you soon. Thank you so much, friend, for joining us today. Again, please join our Facebook community and let me know how I can pray for you. Also, if you could give our podcast a review, I would so much appreciate that. And tune in every Wednesday for inspiration and encouragement as we work together to overcome challenges. Be intentional, sister, in your pursuit of Jesus, even in the valley, so that when others see you, they'll know she is a warrior.